This week's episode of Comic Fellas is brought to you by Nietzsche Coffee, sellers of espresso with tinning. I'm a big coffee drinker and uh, the one thing that really gets me is when you have too many coffees, you know, like you have two or three in a, in a day and you get what they call the coffee jitters, you know, the caffeine jitters. Um, and I love drinking Nietzsche coffee because their uh, espresso with tianin actually cancels that out. So you do not get any of the caffeine jitters uh, and this allows you to have maximum focus whilst you are on your late night gaming sessions. Comic Fellas listeners get a 40% discount for 40 capsules by using the promo code COMICFELLAS, K-O-M-I-K-F-E-L-L-A-Z on Lazada Singapore or Amazon Australia. We thank Nietzsche Coffee for their support of the show. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of Comic Fellas. I'm your host, Baz, and with me today is Ozzy, Omen, Wanville, and Hakim. How's it going, guys? How's it going, Baz? Good. How's it going, guys? Good. It's good. This is the mulligan. This is the uh, retake of the episode <laughs> because uh, it didn't meet our standards the last time. Uh, but the good thing about this episode is we'll be doing a two-in-one. So you get a two-for-one. We'll be covering uh, the previous episode of The Mandalorian and episode six as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Fired up, baby. Fired up. Yeah. So, I mean, we can go straight into it or we can cover some of the interesting news that happened this week as well. I think uh, Wonder Woman... 1984 had a second trailer, third trailer, or whatever it is. Um, that came out. That was pretty cool. It went very Stranger Things kind of way. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I caught that. Not I thought, yet. Uh, I, I, uh, I love the first Wonder Woman movie. That was, that was great. Um, but the biggest question I have is always like, um, if she was so good in, in World War II, and she went nuts in 1984, and she went nuts with Superman in 2014... Why does nobody know who Wonder Woman is? That's the big question for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's actually the million-dollar question, right? But I, I think I can answer, man, because DC is not you know, a feminist organization. <laughs> to mean? It went flat. <laughs> um, nice try. So, so what they're going to do is interesting. I think this is Jerry Crafting. So they've reintroduced The Watchmen as a, a HBO series. However, if you go in the comics, Doc Manhattan has been messing with the uh, DC Universe timeline and things like that. He's and all the you know multiverses. He's messed with it, so potentially he could be the one that actually just wipes everybody's mind. That's a simple fanboy explanation. It's like a quick fix, lah. Just yeah, it was a dream. Yeah, mm. everybody's minds wiped. Yeah, because he's that powerful in the in the DC universe. Right. right. Cool. Yeah, so... Do you guys catch it? Do you guys watch all of it? Watchmen? No, no, I think uh, no one's watched Watchmen yet. We're waiting for the whole thing to finish, and I think it just finished last week. So yeah, watch I, all I, of it. Really good. Yeah, cool. So we can actually do that. Everybody can watch that, and we can discuss that one as well. I mean, it's loosely based on uh, the Alan Moore stuff. Hmm. Uh, but then the next trailer came out, Ghostbusters After. What do you guys think about that one? I like. Yeah, that looks good. That was a that good looked, trailer. Yeah, that was good. I think uh, I look forward to that one. That is, yeah, that, that makes sense. Rather than the, uh, the 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 girl version, the one that we had before this. this is they this... retcon it out of the canon or what? The girl version. 
they're just ignoring it. Like the Terminators, <laughs> how they're just ignoring it. Yeah, Terminator Genesis. That was yes. terrible. That was they're terrible. Just, they're just ignoring all the rest, basically. Not saying anything. Just just not going to talk about it, kind. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a good one, actually. The trailer had, I think, someone from Stranger Things as well in it, right? Finn uh, Wolfhard is in it. The boy, yeah, the boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Baz, you asked me to watch that thing on Netflix about uh, movies that shaped us. The that, movies that made us, man. That made us, yeah. So Ghostbusters was on that. I just saw that. That was pretty... Yeah, that made me even more fired up for this um, the sequel that's coming up. Yeah, that's brilliant. And it's this one is done by Jason Reitman, right? So Jason Reitman's dad is the guy who did the original Ghostbusters, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, Ivan, Ivan Reitman, yeah. Yeah. So it's very much in that that feel of Ghostbusters and if you look at how they're doing it it seems like that's the way to do it right you get a different bunch of kids and they're discovering what their grandparents or their parents did continuity everybody's yes. continuity you know right we've been talking about it and we're talking about every basic subject movie and I think the underlying theme is we just want continuity we just want a story that just keeps going and that, that we can relate to and, and these people come up and do Last Jedi <laughs> and just mess everything up. I bring up Last Jedi again because the go to, you know, yep. punching bag, I guess. Yep, yep. Ryan F. Johnson, as we call him, <laughs> uh, who you know, well, anyway, let's not talk about his new movie to give it some airtime. But um, it seems like the whole episode nine as well is going to be a whole fan like typical. Uh, what's his name? JJ, where he's going to just give everybody what they want. So it, we'll we'll see. It should be interesting. I mean, a bit ton of spoilers out now they're very specific to how palpatine shows up how um how how you know kylo spoiler he dies and uh, sorry ray dies and then he revives ray and stuff like that so there's a lot of that going on like i think even down to the uh you know they had those holocrons in clone wars they're gonna bring the holocrons in that as well are you spoiling the entire movie for did us right just now spoil it? I, was, I was gonna say yeah did you spoil yeah. it yeah <laughs> that's rude man that's rude <laughs> if you believe it's true if you believe it's true okay yeah anyway so speaking of spoilers Ryan Johnson spoiled The Mandalorian because he said that season 2 will have because uh, he was on set he said that Junior will be there in season 2 for sure so looks like he's safe he's just an ass Ryan Johnson he's just an all round ass isn't he yep just, definitely what, what, what kind of man is this who spells your name Ryan with an I? Who does that? Okay, yeah. we don't have to get into actually mocking him. Why is that? Well, he's mocking insulting the fans. Him. Well, he's been insulting the fans. Yeah, exactly. Knives out, knives out. Yeah, exactly. Apparently uh, since we're talking, really good. I uh, don't know. Let's see. It's not his movie, so I'm sure it'd be better than his. <laughs> um, since the knives are out, let's talk about uh, Mandalorian Episode 5, The Gunslinger, and we will go at get into episode six the prisoner uh just like you know what's your one breath on how did episode five go for you that was the gunslinger by uh dave filoni well we've spoken multiple times about dave filoni over the last two or three episodes of this man of this podcast and, and we know we love him and we know we trust him with this content and episode five did not disappoint that was um yeah that was a good episode yeah, agreed. Uh, Oneville. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Uh, you know, obviously we, we we had a lot of fun talking about it previously, but in short, yeah, it was a really good episode. I think I gave it a nine. Yeah. I'm yeah. Still hold on. Yeah, to that. yeah. Yeah. I gave it a nine. Yeah. 
you know and and this going you know as the episodes come it just gets better and better for me yep cool so hakim how do you feel about it yeah it's, it's such such a good episode anything directed by dave filoni is bound to be good it has a lot of what is it twists and turns it just feels like a star wars story that everyone wants Mm-hmm. And doesn't really have to like rely on anything else. It's just a good story on its own. Cool. And uh, our supreme leader, Omen. <laughs> uh, great episode. Um, as the boys said, I think you know Filoni's doing a great job this season. Both of his episodes were high action, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Amazing cinematography. You know, I think I gave it. A nine, nine and a half, something like that. So I gave it quite a high rating. Um, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think, I think on average, this episode has been the highest rated among all of us if you average it all out. So very good on that. So let's go into episode six, where we'll spend more time. That is titled The Prisoner. It's directed by uh, Rick Famuyiwa. So we were looking at this one, thinking that it might be a downer after the last episode. Uh, the synopsis for this is another heist, essentially. Um, but this time is to release a prisoner from a, well, I wouldn't say resistance, but New Republic ship. And it's very Ocean's not Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Five style thing that turns into, you know, Predator versus Alien, well, Predator or Alien kind of chase kind of thing. Uh, The writer is Christopher Yost, and the cast uh, I won't cover in too detail as we can start talking about it, Uh, but it starts out by by Mando and Junior arriving at a space station of sorts where they meet a Ranzar Malk, who is played by Mark Boone Jr., the guy who acted in Batman Begins and Memento and other stuff. But he's kind of like a gangster there, and he's got a crew waiting for Mando, which is led by Mayfield, who is Bill Burr. So how did that intro go for you guys? Well, I think I'm going to start by saying Bill Burr is currently one of my top favorite comedians. I, I love his humor. I love his angry humor. I think I touches. Uh, with me, because I, you know, I feel that way. He's always angry, and he's always, and he did his performance was quite surprising because he's quite apt for this character, mm-hmm. and um, and he he does insert a couple of one-liners, and I I I I would go on out in the limb and say that I think he probably ad-libbed most of his lines or some of his lines, if not if it wasn't scripted, because um, he's that good, and it just it, it just gives it a little uh, humorous. Uh, edge to, to the to the Mandalorian um, series for this episode anyway yeah I liked him I liked him what do you guys think do you guys like Bill Burr or do you even know who Bill Burr is yeah I liked I liked uh, I liked him and I, I I was mistaken from episode one right because uh, there have been a lot of uh, write-ups about him you know you know literally pleading and begging you know for a role in Star Wars so he's been a lifelong fan of uh, the franchise yeah that's right Brandon I, I recognize the face, but I, I couldn't. When I first seen the episode, I, I couldn't put a name to it. Same with um, the guy from Batman Begins. I, I recognize the face, I just couldn't remember names. But it was a nice little introduction to see like this crew. Obviously, we've seen some returning uh, races. Obviously, we've got the Twilight, Twilight mm-hmm. lady and brother, sister thing, whatever it was later in the episode. Um, I did like the Hellboy look alike. Not quite sure what his race was, to be fair, but that was a uh, nice little introduction. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, that that Hellboy one is uh, Clancy Brown playing him. Clancy Brown is Jock from the TV series Billions, but he's also Ryder Azadi and a few other characters. I think he's also Savage or Press from Star Wars: uh, The Clone Wars. He he for me is the guy in Highlander. He he's that he's the the bad guy from Highlander. The Kurgan. The Kurgan. That's it. Yeah, the Kurgan. Yeah. He for me is Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, different different people experience him. That's a generation gap right there. That's yeah. super generation gap there. I don't know whether you guys noticed, but when when uh, the Razor Crest, you know, uh, docked at the uh, space station, and he actually paused for like a good, you know, probably three seconds. Did mm-hmm. you? You remember that scene? It was just you look at the ship, and you know, and it, in this light, it looked freaking awesome, man. Do you guys notice that? Yeah, yeah, they pause just to show you how it looks, and it kind of yeah. looks like a like a droid esque thing. Yeah, but it's it, not. Yeah, yeah, it really looked really good, you know, in the scene. And yeah. uh, we have Ran, right? His old buddy, right, from back in the day, his crew, and this guy is actually. You know, he. They, it looks like they plucked him out. You know, without a wardrobe change from Sons of Anarchy, he's in uh, Sons of Anarchy too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay, he's okay, that like, one I didn't know. Uh, uh, he's like the third in command. Yeah, from San- Sons of Anarchy. Mm, that's cool. I think he's the uh, secretary, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know what was cool was the Droid Zero or Q Nine Zero. He looks like one of the droids from um, A New Hope, actually, that showed up in A New Hope. But that one was played by uh, Richard Oyade, who is... I love him in IT People, the It People IT TV crowd. series. Yeah, the IT crowd, correct. IT crowd. Yeah, he was awesome in that. He was awesome. And then you got uh, Natalia Tina, who is Xi'an, uh, Nymphadora Tonks from Harry Potter, and a few other roles. I think she was in Game of, Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, she was that. She was the one that uh, dragged Brandon Snow through the snow, going north or something. That that crazy. Yes, yes, that's a that's a correct, correct. Yeah, so cool. What Brandon? What do you think of the scenes? What like in general, or just like the introduction scene? The introduction part where they they started showing the the rest of the crew basically. Because I think we talk about Jock and all that. What about Zero? What about Xi'an, the Twi'lek? See, I picked up on Zero. That was Richard Iodate, and like as you said, he was in the IT crowd, and he does a bit of comedy, obviously because he's British on a like you know, mm-hmm. he does a lot of comedy over here and stuff. So it, I've seen a lot of his like comedy shows and stuff online. He is quite, he's a funny guy. Um, I can't remember her name, but yeah, the the girl, the wildling from Game of Thrones, I spotted her straight away. I was like, yeah. I know who you are. I love <laughs> you. Amazing. I was like, it was. It just seemed to be full of cameos like the previous episodes it's like the main characters really haven't been like someone i know like mm-hmm. from something i've watched so it was nice to recognize all these people and have like this team assembled in a sense um with the what is it the no questions asked policy yeah is that what he said at the beginning? I think that was what, yeah. something along those lines. I thought that was pretty good. Obviously, we expand on that later in the episode at the end. But I like the gag as well. Like, uh, yeah, he was a stormtrooper, and he was like, "No, I wasn't a stormtrooper, yeah. <laughs> sharpshooter, man." And he's yeah, he's he's kids pretty cool as well. So yeah, it was pretty cool. And then they take the uh, no, actually, I forgot, Hakim. What do you think? 
Uh, all right. So right off the bat, you meet these uh, the crew, and then you know they're all pieces of shit, right? Yeah. But it's like it's like they like portrayed well, like they're likable, you know. They're the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So like you're kind of rooting for them, but at the same time you you don't want to root for them. Yeah, dysfunctional bad guys kind. Yeah. That's cool. And then they get on the ship, they take the whole thing and and then they just they, they start to try and fight about it and they call him a gungan. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, Lisa <laughs> yeah. Oh, he does the voice. That's the cool part. He does the Jamaican the controversial Jamaican accent, which is um which everyone hated really. And that I think I love that he I, that made me laugh. Actually, I actually just, you know, I don't often do it when I watch stuff, but I, that made me laugh. Yeah, he he is good at getting those uh, those simple one line laughs out, um, and then uh, what happens? Yeah, there, so Jock is trying to sorry, um, what do we call him? The Novelarian was uh, Burn. Burn was trying to Berg. Berg. Berg was it? Yeah, Berg was trying to pull out his uh, his helmet to see who he was, and then they accidentally open up, and Junior shows up there. What do you think of that scene when they were tussling about, and then they were going to land? as cute as ever like you know door opened up little baby Yoda just sitting there with his little ears flapping it was cute but it was um I don't know it's kind of showing Mandalorian in like a whole new light that he's got really attached to you know this thing that he doesn't know what it is because I think it was episode two he was like I don't know what this is sort of thing and he's well he's a father now isn't he He's, he's a father he's got to take care of his young yeah I've got a question, actually two questions before we proceed, you know. Uh, it's interesting how Mando is still looking for jobs, you know, back to his way of life, you know. Uh, why isn't he looking for more info on Junior? That's one. Okay. Mm. And <clears throat> as they go into the ship, if you notice that Mando's distrust of droids, he kept lingering around in the cockpit before he went back, backside, right? You notice how he's watching Zero? So that's another thing I'm just curious, man. Why is there so much distrust for the droids? And why isn't he, you know, pursuing uh, who uh, Junior is? What do you think, guys? Yeah, that's, those are two good questions. I think the first one is the big open question. The second one, I think um, Hakim talked about the last few episodes about how the mistrust is because it seems like the village he was from or whatever was destroyed by the Separatist droids. That could be it. Anyone else? Yeah, I um, I don't know. I I, I think he's. Yeah, it it actually does bother me why he doesn't want to. He he just wants to go on with his journey and just take care of it. He doesn't seem to want to find out more about Baby Yoda. Yeah, that that that's that's. I thought about that as well, uh, which I find really a bit strange. But I you know, hopefully we we learn more as the season goes on. And maybe in season two. Yeah, it seems like that's going to be very much like the last episode. You'll find a bit more about found out find out a bit more about Junior, but it's going to be season two where you find out almost everything. I think. Did you guys like the Canto bite mention as well? I didn't. I thought, yeah, okay, fine, but it's uh, Ryan F. Johnson's creation, so I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I that went right over my head. I ignored that. I didn't know that happened. Can you imagine if actually when he takes off the helmet and he's a Gungan? 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, highly unlikely because of the way he walks as well. And, uh, you know, you can't yeah. hide the Gungun bits. <laughs> I bet you that episode written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Exactly, yes. That would be it. He would find a way just to piss people Have off. Have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so did you guys like the landing? I thought it was pretty cool how the droid just flung the ship, went down and landed the whole thing. Like a Han Solo style yeah, kind of thing. That was super cool. Down with the calculations and that, with the angles and whatnot. Yeah, that was cool, right? And then when they boarded the ship, uh, the mouse droids showed up. That was cute. And that's, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't know what those were. I just thought they were like, yeah, some random droids. I didn't know they were the repair droids. How do they repair things? I don't know. Oh, really? They're repair droids? Yeah, the MS, MSE-6 series repair droids. I did not How know. How they repair things? And, and when they show thing. up, when they show up, it's with purpose. So when they show up, we see them, uh, I think on the Death Star or wherever, stuff's happening. Like people, are at, they're being attacked and all that. Then those droids come up. They're kind of like deployed to repair. But how? They've got no hands. How does R2 repair stuff? With the long thing. Exactly. With the pen thingy. There you go. Uh, but how can they reach it? They're so small. You you don't know the telescopic? Telescopic? They transform. I, I always thought they were like messenger droids or like, you know, like post droids or something. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know they were the repair droids. Um, yeah, and then the battle droids. What do you guys think? Those battle droids that they came across look like the before, HK. Before, before the battle droids, I think if you remember... Mando actually looking back at Junior's quarters before he jumps down to shoot. There was also a long pause there. What oh, yeah, that's true. That? Yeah, what do you think of that? But you noticed the pause a lot, huh? That's why, yeah. I just watched it again. <laughs> this fourth time. I uh, think he's ready that's to how good it, is. it. That's why. Yeah, and I want to be Because at the end, he just shot and, the robot. Like last he was ready. Yeah, I think he didn't trust. He had trust issues with the robot because I think he probably realized the robot was uh, sorry, not the robot. Sorry, the droid was uh, accessing his database or his call logs. Right? Remember when yeah, he was they, trying to decipher the the yeah the message? Correct. Yeah. So he probably knew about that, or he already suspected something funny was going on there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think like what you guys said, right? He's more of a father figure in a way now, taking care, or maybe a big brother, you don't know, taking care of uh, Junior. You know, what I would like to see is if he, if he turns like just just the two of them, and he, he actually takes his helmet off in front of Baby Yoda. I thought that would, might be cool, and maybe we just see the back of his head, and then he sort of, and then then Baby Yoda and him have like an even closer bond because he's you know he trusts, or maybe he just he doesn't. You know, take my helmet off, comfortable to do it in front of the baby. I, I, mm. I hope that happens. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, now that you mention it, the scene where Zero was landing the the ship, Baby Yoda flung, and then instinctively, uh, Mando protected him. Right? He went over just to protect him, so nothing would fall on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's why he probably paused as well. Hmm. Cool, and then they jump down. The ship is very reminiscent of uh, a New Hope, the transport ship, the interior. Interior, and I mean that was what Tentive Four, kind of looked like Tentive Four inside, right? The lighting and all that. Like uh, it was like um, was it Leia's the Leia Organa's ship um, from the was it Episode Two? Or was it Episode Three? 
Yeah, A New Hope, episode 4. And episode 4, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tentive, yeah. Tentive 4, it's called. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looked very much like that. And then all the standoff happens, right? Like the droids come. Those droids look like, I was saying, they look very much like um, like the HK series, the Hunter Killer series from the Zerka Corporation. Obviously, HK, the most famous one is HK-47 from the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Um, they also look a bit like the DBs from Gears of War, but uh, I read up, they look, they're supposed to be variants of the 4DM1N from Star Wars Resistance. So maybe these were the base models that evolved into that. Yeah. What do you think of the Daleks, man? <laughs> yeah, when I saw those, I was like, I Daleks. I saw that, man. I'm like, okay. Why? I was like, why Daleks? <laughs> Speaking of cameos, you didn't mention... Um, is uh, that that guy in the control room? He's Matt Lanter, who does the voice for Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's got nice shoes. Yep, he does. <laughs> he's yes. actually, he's actually, he actually went more uh, time as Anakin than uh, than Hayden Christensen. So yeah. he's That's more correct. Anakin he than Hayden. He fits Anakin better than Hayden. No, when you heard his, when I heard his voice, I was like, oh my gosh, is it him? Like immediately. So yeah. I think I think uh, this episode, even though it's done by Rick Famuyiwa, I think he got help from the rest. Seems like it, because this seems like something that uh, Filoni would do, right? I mean, he would he call someone. Episode. Well, we'll I... get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then the triple cross thing. What do you guys think of that? Well, the double cross first. That was very Western, wasn't it? With, yeah. with the hands, with the guns pointing at each other, uh, and oh yeah, and the triple cross at the end with the with the yeah. It's very Western style, that one. But before we found out about that, did you, when he was going for them one by one, did you think he killed all of them? Well, they're not dead. I no, exactly, but as he was doing it, right? Yeah, it was, I, I thought he I killed did. them. I thought he killed them. I mean, he literally crushed one of them by the door, between the door. <laughs> yeah, the Novelarian, but he, I think he can take it. Mm. Yeah, that cool. was, But that was humorous as well, because the, the blast door came up with the, with the second blast door, that was that was funny as well. Yeah, it shut right in his face like it split him kind. Yeah. <laughs> and then Xi'an got it as well. Yeah. It, I don't know, that kind of showing Mandalorian like, in, a, in, like, in a different light for me. It's like, you know, obviously they, uh, they betray him, whatever. And, you know, he's going back and he's, you know, using... Everything to his advantage, you know, he's hiding in the vents, tries to strangle him with his zip wire thing. Then, you know, uses the blast doors to, you know, Disney, so they're not going to chop his head off. So, you know, that was never going to cut. It would be entertaining, but, you know, it didn't happen. And then he's going through taking everyone else out. And honestly, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so he's as badass as we're all thinking. And then it gets to the end. And then it was only really then that I realised that, he didn't kill them. He gave them what they truly deserved. Yeah. After you know, them trying to imprison him, which clearly didn't work because it's the Mandalorian. Yeah, he's he's a badass. Yeah. Then he kills off. Uh, sorry, Zero gets killed off. Obviously. Right when he heads back to the ship. Yeah, but that's really that was cute. funny. That was cute, especially with uh, Junior, right? Thinking Junior. he did it. Yeah. yeah. He did it. Just looked as it looked at his hand as to say, "Did I just do that?" Yeah, because <laughs> he's still learning his powers, eh? <laughs> but 
But the, the thing with Junior is you, um, he's, what, 50 years old, right? But yep. we conceptualize 50 years old as a, well, being someone who's mature. And I'm just wondering how much, like, how far along is his maturity in terms of 50 years? I mean, does it, does it mean they mature very, very slow or, like, you know, they have to reach 500 before they know shit? You know, it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm wondering because he's, he flashes in and out of intelligence like you think he knows what's going on, but then suddenly he's like a really like a baby. So I don't know. I'm I have trouble with that. Dude, you 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 had kids before, right? You have kids. <laughs> I think so. I, I'm sure. I'm sure Hakim at some point in time was like that as well, right? Where you think he's he knows he knows a lot, and then after that you're like, mm, he doesn't know what's going on, kind. Or he like, plays like, he like now, know what's like going now on. you see how. Yes, yeah. So my daughter just opened the door and has interrupted the podcast because she's looking for her water. See, I think she's very smart, but at times this happens. <laughs> Hakim, did she know there was a podcast happening? She went to bed. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna shut the door. Presu- just on your comment there, is he presumably? I don't know. I guess he's got like another fifty years until he re- like reaches maybe like. A more intelligible stage because I think Yoda was what nine hundred and something. Yeah, wait. So like something? assuming that Yoda is like ninety years year ninety years old in like human years since he's nine hundred years old, and then fifty should be like, I don't know, five, five, not even five, like a few months old, still an yeah, infant. But, but that's physiology. But I'm thinking there's still a factor of time because fifty years. For a person to exist, you know, surely you would pick up things in just 50 years, even if you just lay there. But on the other hand to that, you've got, you've got, like, Junie's not had any real, what would you call it? Like, as far as we know from what we've seen in the series, the only real mentor, I guess we can kind of say, he's had is Mandalorian and the Doctor. And even then, we don't really know what the Doctor's done with him. So if yeah. you are comparing him to someone like Yoda, who's, you know, one of the greatest Jedi in the galaxy, uh, you know, he's, when he was younger, presumably he had someone teaching him the Force and, you know, helping him, that'd be like... He was a youngling. Yeah, young yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He was a youngling, so he's had that direction that, you know, was passed down through generations, etc. As, as far as we know, Baby Yoda's not. He's kind of just learning things by himself, which you know, might slow the the pace in which he ages mentally. Because mm. it, it might be that his body's young, but his brain's ahead of him. You know, it's, it, I don't know. It's something that we're not really going to find out, I presume, well, anytime. He, he didn't soon. know how to use the Force. He didn't know that he yeah. was able to, to stop the raging rhinoceros creature thing. You know, so surely he's, he knows stuff. And learn stuff somewhere somehow. I, I don't know. I mean, if I was a baby and I could move things with my hand, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be moving shit all the time. Especially that gear knob. You know, I just the force all you know float it to me now. You know. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So baby Yoda is a cicada. Then, where seventeen years, they just sit in the in gestation and then they come out or whatever. Yeah, well, there was the, what was the other theory, Hakim? You you mentioned that Baby Yoda might be a clone or something. 
Well, because the doctor had the Camino badge, so that kind of hints that he's a clone. Or maybe they want to clone him because his species is so rare. Yeah, I could the Metachlorian count. Yeah, could be it. Could be any of those. I think could be any of those. So wait, the species is just it just has a high Metachlorian count by default. Maybe the Yoda species. Yeah, whatever oh. they call it. Yeah, the Metachlorian counts on those probably are high. So why are we still referring to it as Metachlorians? Well, they never said that. It's so dumb. Yeah, but they never said that. That's why. So they're just letting the fans who know the fandom say it, but they they never said that. No, they yeah yeah they didn't. We don't know they, what those tubs were. What what, what those correct. It was yeah. Correct. They've never said anything. Just leave it up to your imagination, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So after that, the my favorite part was you know when he went back and then he triple crossed them with uh, the tracker. Yeah. And if this episode had sucked the whole way for me, and the scene that followed was part of it, I would still give this this episode an amazing score. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, that, was a, he... that was a woohoo moment, wasn't it? It was yes. a woohoo moment. Exactly. So do you want to describe it? Well, there was, you know, it was just hair on the back of my neck stood up and when I saw those X-Wings. And then it stood up again when we saw who was flying. It was, it was the three directors. It was Dave Filoni and it was Rick Fuma 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 Fuji. Amuyiwa. That's it. <laughs> Amuyiwa. And, and Deborah Chow. Like like the the directors that we've we've come to love at this point. And we were just, oh my God. Like and then X Wing with the sounds, with the with the blaze, with the with yeah. the effects. <sighs> they gave us everything in that one, man. That Whoa. scene. I was just waiting for him to say Lock guys fall to attack positions, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. No, and, and so the, I saw the X Wings as well. Same, I was like, oh. And then I was all excited. Then I saw Filoni. I was like, oh my God, it's Filoni. <laughs> then I realized after that was the two other guys were probably Rick Famuyiwa and Deborah Chow, which, which was amazing. You should have uh, worn his cowboy was, hat. Yeah, my, my first thought was like, who the hell are these actors? Like, who are these nobodies? Because it didn't even occur to me until, it was, until I watched it again. I was like, wait, hang on. It has to be somebody. I was like, Wow. <clears throat> Wonderville, how do you feel about that scene? I, I, when I saw the X-Wings and I'm like, you know how uh, Ran and Quinn were like quivering on those X-Wings? Mm. It just made, made me think, you know, how menacing the X-Wings are, you know? Uh, and I'm like, wow, you know, these guys are in for it, man. These guys are in for it. And then when they, they, they go on, you know, and, and focus on, on Filoni, right? And he's like, you know... Uh, that's a gunship, you know, and it starts shooting, and it's just that one scene has been the best scene for me throughout the series. Yeah, because it, they're giving us what we want, right? The things that excited us as kids were the Tie Fighters, the X Wings, the sounds, the ad ads, and all that. Expanding our imagination, that's the key. Yep. Coming out of hyperspace. <laughs> oh yeah, that was cool, and they came out, and these two fellas were just looking like, huh? Like we got no chance to run away. Yeah. We're done. We're de- that's it. We're done. Yeah. And oh, and actually to clarify as well, that um, that ship, Mando's ship, is cloaked in a way, right? Is it? Is it cloaked? Well, it, 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 yeah. it, it has radar. some. Yes, cloaked from radar. So it's got something because they mentioned it at the beginning and in a pre- prior episode as well. And you notice they came out of uh, hyperspace and they didn't see him. 
They don't yeah. have any records of the Razor Crest. Both the Imperial and the Republic don't have any records of. of Correct. So also, it's it's not cloak. It's just under the radar. Ghost, per se. Yeah, it just shows up as a UFO, non-threat. Uh, you know all this excitement, right? For whatever is X-wings or AT-ATs, right? Yeah. I noticed that we only get really excited about it when it comes to the show, but not the sequel trilogy. Like the sequel trilogy had, what is it? All that trench, the trench run. Oh yeah. And then had the same the same uh, soundtrack, but then we all just we slept on that. Yeah, it wasn't exciting. I didn't like it, you know. But I must say, Rogue One got me excited when yeah, one, the X wings showed up. Oh, at the beginning when uh, they were attacking Krennic's base. Remember, uh, not Krennic's base, uh, Galen's base, Galen Orso's base. Um, when Krennic was there, I was like, "Whoa, X wings!" And the way they came in as well, that was awesome. Rogue One's the only one that felt like a Star Wars movie. Baz, did you name your son after watching Rogue One? <laughs> no, I named my son. Actually, my wife named my son after me because my uh, middle name is Galen. Ah, okay. I thought you named it after watching Rogue One. No, 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 no. Not that bad. <laughs> Not that bad. That's like someone met my sister once uh, and then said, oh, your mom named you after Lara Croft. <laughs> and we're like, excuse me, Lara Croft wasn't around 1970s, you know. <laughs> Cool. Cool. So, how do you guys rate the episode? Oh, solid nine, nine point five. Yeah. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. We got our first ten. I don't know. I just felt it's the best. Ten, ten is 10. perfect. Is that what, that's what you're saying? It was perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect episode. It's better than anything else. It's like uh, the episode three is a close second for me. Everything else comes comes next. I just think it's the best one. Nice, nice. Uh, okay, uh, what about Nev? You know, episode 3, if I'm not mistaken, I gave it a 10, so I have to give this a 10 too. I wish I could go higher, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I give it a 10. I really enjoyed it. As, you, as you've heard, I've watched it for the fourth time today. <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. It was good. And I, I, as I said, the last, I would even watch the last, what, three minutes over and over. Yeah. <laughs> Moment. Ah, mm. a solid nine and a half. A solid nine and a half. Oh, a two in a row for you. Nine and a half. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't give a ten yet. There's nothing. There's nothing out there that's you know that I can give it the ten because everything can always be improved ever so slightly. Just Only for the me. The Empire. Thing. Empire Strikes Back is a ten for me. So that's the benchmark for me. Empire is ten. Um, Empire for me, the beginning was a ten. Then after that, it was a bit down. I could watch the beginning on and nonstop because it slows with yeah. the Dagobah thing. I have a question for all of you. No, hold on, hold on. Let's get the, the score first. So, Ozzy, what's your score? I, I said, I said nine point five, solid nine point five for sure. Okay, I won't so, give a ten. No. So you're aligned with me and you're aligned with Omen and myself. I, I do a 9.5 for this one as well. So that's uh, also, this is one of our highest rated as well, which is cool. So Hakim, what was the question? All right, all right. I had this thought, all right. Um, what would you guys rate? How would you guys rate the original trilogy if it came out today? Like without all the nostalgia, if it's straight out of the cinema today? Well, I have to caveat. Have we ever seen anything like it before? Uh, no. Then I would still be wowed by it because 
if if we've never seen anything like it, you can be wowed because Star Wars and Star Trek, for example, birthed this whole new sci-fi era that created so many other things, right? They were all based on Star Wars or Star Trek in a, some form or another. So I think I would still be wowed. Um, how much? I don't know. What about you guys? Um, I think I would, again, you're, you're saying that we've seen um, Marvel, we've seen all this, and then this comes out. And then would I be as wild as I did when I first saw Empire in 1983? Uh, that's a good question. Probably not. Uh, but I would, still, and I would still highly rate the story for sure. And definitely as a, as a, as a trilogy, I would, you know, it's something that would catch my, keep me um, glued in. And I wouldn't want to know more for sure. But whether I would be the same wow, like I remember when I was a kid, when I watched Empire and I watched it at the cinema, I literally wanted to turn around and go back in and watch it again immediately. So it's, it's, there hasn't been a movie like that, that made me want to turn around and walk back in and watch it again. So yeah, probably not. I think for me, you know, the question, would I have to expand on the question, uh, did I watch it uh, today in the cinema or did I watch it on Netflix? If I was watching it at home, I wouldn't be too wowed, to be fair. Uh, but at the cinema, yeah, I would be wow, you know, just engulfed by, by all of it, you know. Uh, but like I said, you know, today things are different. You, you've got you know streaming services. So if a kid is watching it for the first time, watching A New Hope today, I seriously doubt he will be excited as we were when we were kids. That's me. Mm, yeah, Omen. I've got to agree with Nev on that one. And then this is where like your thoughts on me might drop. I'm not. I'm honestly not a big fan of the original trilogy. Like. If I think of the original trilogy, the only parts that really get me excited is when you see Darth Vader. That's it. That's literally it. I, I'm not a fan, honestly, of the original trilogy. I like them, but it's not something that, you know, because I've seen the prequels before the originals. So the prequels for me are what a wow, and the original trilogies are just a bit like, oh, okay, you know. But as Nev said, if it was, you know, difference between going to a cinema and staying at home, you know, being able to watch it in the comfort of your own home, watching it at home, you know, it'd be like, okay, yeah, this is a, it's a solid movie. It's great. But even going to the movie, for me personally, I'd have to be like, okay, it's, it's a great film. It's, it's not like amazing, but it's not like whack at the same time. I, and also I want to mention that, one of the biggest factors of, of how, why those movies were great was the soundtrack from uh, John Williams and, yeah. the, and the theme music and the music that we heard through the battles and the, definitely the opening Star Wars theme credit and the end. It was all part of it. And watching it in the cinema with that music booming, you know, that drove most of the visuals as well. You yeah, it all came that. together very yeah. well. It was yeah. well packaged, well produced. Uh, yeah. Story was good. I mean, it's not like an amazing, amazing story that is very deep or whatever, but it, it it does have depth, I would say. It does have depth. It was never done. And that's what I mean by I would be wowed with it because you can't say for the first time you're watching it, it never, nothing else happened before it because a lot of movies and stuff that we're seeing today are very much based on all of that. Even the music, 
is from John Williams. People learn how to do it that way. Um, the trilogy building, what, what trilogy was there before? There were no trilogies. So why would you do a trilogy? Star Wars was the case of why you have to do a trilogy and it can be done. I mean, it hasn't been done well since. Uh, probably, I would say, two or three other franchises have done it, but no one else has done it as well. Uh, you could argue Marvel is the only one that could do it, but Marvel also took it to the next level by doing trilogy, not even <laughs> trilogies, 20 bloody movies and an expanded universe that's amazing, right? But in order to do that, you needed Star Wars and Star Trek and, you know, a few others, like even Lord of the Rings to happen. Ooh. Right? Yeah, so it's it's a bit harder to say that. Like, you know, it's like saying, hey, watch Ben-Hur again. It oh, won well. 10, 10 what, Academy Awards or whatever. Uh, I don't think people can watch it. Can people watch Schindler's List again and look at it the same way? Very hard to say, yeah. Very, very hard to say. Good question, nonetheless. Yes, very good question. Interesting responses from all of you. You got us thinking, which is good. (laughs) We like that from the youth of today. The youth of today. So uh, looking forward, talking about youth, episode seven, what do you guys think they're going to do? I hope they keep going. I hope it's, it's I hope it's not a downer before the final episode eight boom. I, I really hope it's not a slow bullshit kinda soppy find your girlfriend episode. I hope it's another bang bang for the buck. Episode. Who's the di- who's the director? I think it's Deborah it Chow? Chow. I think yeah. it's Deborah Chow. Mm. Oh this one, this one has yeah. these light synopsis out. It's an old rival extends an invitation for the Mandalorian to make peace. So, I mean, you kind of know who Call that is. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Mm. So they're going to just be following the main story again? Seems like it, yeah. Because I, as of late, they've just been doing their own adventures. Which is good, but like I like a bit of uh, consistency in the story. Well, Deborah Chow directed that one as well. The last time Carl Weathers showed up, so let's see how that one goes. Maybe we'll get to see the Mandalorians. I think that's what he's kind of waiting for, is to, you know, get the all clear that they found a new place to set camp and he's going back to them. And then maybe, I don't know, we'll see something. So, in, interesting, I went and pulled back um, IMDb and one of the Mandalorians in that scene where he fights with the other Mandalorian, they've got a name for for that Mandalorian now. It's Paz Vizsla. Tate Fletcher what? plays Paz Vizsla. So the pre-Vizslas and all that are the leaders of the Mandalorians. So that's actually a... Oh, that's that's a playing homage to Clone Wars and all that. P-A-Z Vizsla. Ah, interesting. So stuff is leaking out now. I love all the callbacks to Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, anything to the Clone Wars is amazing. Like even this one is Clone Wars and Rebels, right? Yeah. So the movies were too scared to tackle that because they're scared the audience wouldn't know anything about it. Yes, correct. Which you gotta be brave sometimes, right? Yeah. Hey, so actually since you're asking questions, you guys are I would say close to experts on Star Wars in some form or another. But you know, you're close to the fandom, I would say. Could you name me t- two famous uh, Twi'leks in the Star Wars universe? Most famous. 
Yeah, uh, I've got I two in mind, to, but I'm not quite sure. I don't sure know how to pronounce it, though. Go ahead, man, the Twi'lek. Alia Sakura. That's what Ela, Ela Sakura, yeah, correct. The most famous <laughs> uh, female Jedi. Uh, and then, uh, I forgot that one. The other one from Rebels. Sabine. Yes. No, that's not Sabine. Oh, it's the Mandalorian. Alright, alright. Hera? Hera Sandula? Hera Sandula, yeah, correct. Good, you guys know your stuff. That's cool. And yet, very two different, two different, very different Twi'leks as well, right? Ela Secura is like the she's more bodacious, sexy kind, whereas uh, um, Harris and Dula is totally different. She's and like there the, was the one from uh, episode six. Ah, yes, the singer. The I mean, that was like singer, the, right? that was like the first appearance of uh, Twi'lek, right? No. No, isn't it? Where was it? Oh, I think you. Oh, okay, okay. Good point. Good point. You're talking about Jabba's, um, Jabba's singer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Not singer. Sorry, slave. The dancer on a chain. Yes, correct. Yeah, she's a Twi'lek. That was the first appearance, right? Yes, yes, correct. Good memory. Good memory. You no, know, you know, you could you could see through her dress. You know, you know that. Did you know that? Mm, I don't think we looked that far. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? They wanna wanga. Would you acknowledge that? Yeah, you guys remember they wanna wanga. Sometimes you rewind it and you know played it and rewind it and played that scene, man. Yeah, on VHS. I'll send you a screen guy. I think we should end on that note, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, that's getting too, too, too far. Eighteen. Cool, cool, good stuff. Yeah, anything else, guys? Yeah, man. What are your plans for for the week, man? Rise of uh, Skywalker. I am watching Rise of Skywalker in a couple of hours. Me and Hakim will be oh, will be in the cinema uh, twelve oh. hours from now. Hey, what? Wow. No, is it in the morning or is it oh. AM or PM? PM eight. Well, is it twelve? Twenty four? No, what? Eight o'clock. Eighteen eight, hours. Eight, probably eighteen eight, hours. Yeah, yeah something eight like that. PM tomorrow. Oh my god. Really, okay. you guys got early. Uh, Access? No, I I just went online last week and just and they were and they were already um, advanced sales, so I just I booked them on the first for the, session for the eighteenth. Tomorrow's the eighteenth, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I can only get to watch it on the nineteenth. I'm watching it on the nineteenth as well. Uh, tickets here started I think sixteen. Oh damn! Mm-hmm. You, you know that's that's to combat um, the um, piracy, right? They want to show yeah. us first. Well, not in Singapore, so oh. <laughs> no piracy here. So, yeah, but yeah, today I think is the more mainstream one. So today, tomorrow, are the main mainstream one. So spoilers will definitely be out there already. Yeah, no Instagram, Facebook for me. Yeah, I'm just not gonna like even Last Jedi. I didn't check. I just went in just to watch it and see how it is. But might as uh, well should have checked actually. Why? <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> I could have skipped it. But you know what? If I checked, then we wouldn't have this podcast. So I mean, like, what what would you've been spoiled about? Yoda, that's one. Uh no, so. that how Luke dies is one. Um, there's quite a actually. There's like a handful of things that happen in that movie. You got a fair point, actually, Hakim. What was the major spoiler in that 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 you wouldn't expect, right? Luke to die was the big rumor, anyway. Like. 
killing off Snow Stoke so easily. That was yeah. That would have been yeah. That would have been a spoiler. But everything else, no, right? He didn't really do anything like awesome in that movie. The blue milk. <laughs> God, yeah. I doubt anyone would spoil that for anyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> shit. I don't know why he did that, but you know, actually, the blue milk is fine. But the way he got the blue milk—that's <laughs> green yeah, milk. That was totally unnecessary, and the way he drank it, and like yes, and he made like, the face. He made the face, and like ah, like a, like a milk ad. Like no, really. Yeah, Hermit he Luke. Desecrated I mean, he's on... crazy. Yeah. Wow. Crazy man, Luke. Yeah, you gotta yeah, well, show how crazy he was. Yoda, he right? He he became Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. In a way, that's I think that's what Ryan Johnson wanted. But uh, yeah, don't want to go near there. Hopefully, this movie we'll find out soon uh, wipes uh, our palate on and cleans up all the messes that you know Ryan Johnson did. Do you guys have time in two days to record? Then I guess is the question. Well, we should we should just wait until everyone's seen it, eh? Before we schedule that one. Brendan, when are you seeing it? I'm I'm seeing it later than all you guys. I'm seeing it on the twenty second. I'm taking a trip back down to Leicester to watch it with the boys. Oh yes, oh, back yes. on the Monday. Hmm. Well, if it's good, Ozzy, that gives you time to go watch it, you know, multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that, eh? Yeah, same thing for me. I'm just looking forward to us seeing Ahsoka. It's yeah, that's the, that's the rumor, right? That's the rumor that JJ kind of said. Well, you're Ultimate gonna have fan to... service. Yeah, well, she is the deal. most popular character in like the TV shows, so I'm pretty sure everyone's either heard of her before, you know. Yeah, She's not dead true. though, right? Because I haven't I haven't watched Rebels. All I know is that she no, they didn't a resolve. Great Jedi. They didn't resolve it. They, I think she and someone else went to look for someone. That's it. Right. Look for Ezra. She and someone else went to look for Ezra. That's it. So they've left it at that, which uh, oh. is Filoni's biggest creation, right? Which is uh, he's most proud about how he created uh, Ahsoka and evolved the character. What if there's a crossover with um, Mandalorian? That would be awesome. Yeah, that would uh, be awesome. Yeah. If they knew it, what they Yeah, and I think we said right. Like even in the end credits, if they show baby baby Yoda a bit grown up, kind that would be awesome already. He would be what seventy years old, something like that. It wouldn't be difficult to do. Just even just even ears at the end mm. for like a <laughs> second. You know, it's not like it's something you could add on at the end. It's not difficult if you really want to do it. You could. Yep. Yep. Marvels. You could, you could, you Marvel-esque. could. All right, cool. Oh, and on right. that note, so we'll catch right. up. By the way, boys, uh, yeah. off tangent, I watched, I caught uh, Ford versus Ferrari yesterday. I found that really good. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. No. Yeah, that's uh, that's very good. It's based on the Go Like Hell kind of, uh, Go Like Hell book, I think. The whole Ford versus Ferrari thing. But, you know, yeah, the, cr- well done, say. Yeah, the crowd here, I don't think are big Le Mans fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, so we I probably we will probably not do a a special on that one, but we will do a special on the last of the Skywalkers, which is Rise of Skywalker. Maybe we'll do it this weekend, yeah? Yep. Cool. Let's aim to do it this weekend. Sorry, Brandon, but uh I think good. this weekend's the the one for us. I will also be doing one after the movie tomorrow or day after with uh Wei Liang and all the other guys as well because there's about four or five of us watching it so I'll bring on my portable recorder and record at uh, wherever we go after that 
Cool. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. cool. All right. On that note, thank you and good night. Thank you, boys. Good night. Good night. Good night.